blindness and deafness. We should not suffer like non-believers. Then what's the difference? Then why are we saved? Are you getting the point? We should not be going through all the trouble they are going. No, times are times are coming. But there should be a few. Not from Monday to Friday. The what the witch doctor is suffering, you are suffering from. What the, no, 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 no. That cannot be God. Say, Holy Spirit, have mercy upon me. You have to place a demand on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very, very gentle. He doesn't force himself. He's not an imposter. He doesn't impose himself. You must prove to him that you really need him. That you need his counsel, you need his advice, you need his voice. Then he'll begin to speak to you. Am I making sense? Does God fail? Can God fail? So every time you fail, you know what has happened? You have listened to your neighbor, not the Holy Spirit. Your neighbor, including yourself. The church should be the most successful in every venture they engage in. The most powerful businessmen should be what? Believers. The CEOs that are flying should be where? In the church. Because of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that is inside of them. But we have been trained to depend so much. He said, that's a problem with going to school. He said, that's a problem with going to school. We are so much dependent on our training. But the Bible says, even the book of Psalms, even the best of us will do what? Will fail. I don't know how I can put this into you. I remember years before I would pass by. In fact, one of my friends, I was the best man at his. How many of you know Robert Chirunda, the lawyer Robert Chirunda? I was his best man. Now, I was sitting in the metron. I was sitting with. Did I speak the right English? Praise the Lord. I was, we were in the, in the vehicle with the metron. And she was one of the architects involved in that construction, that kingdom come power. So I told her, I told it was the word, it's today, she said, a day is coming, we shall worship from that place. I told her, a day is coming. And indeed we were there. Those who didn't go, you can go with the video. Praise the Lord. And I turned from there. Praise the Lord. Until this end, it was not, but we were praying. We did not leave that place because we couldn't pay. We left that place because they told that the MPs are coming there. And the security would be so tight to inconvenience people. So we began to pray. Somebody said, we began to pray. Say, Lord, where do we go? And I remember when with Bishop to that, there's a place down there. Is this near, near Equity? Is that, is that bank called Equity? Opposite Bank of Uganda. The, that MTN office is where they, I think they have left that place. We went there, we looked at the place. We said, okay, we shall come here. But when I went back home, I started getting stomach problems. I mean, what I'm saying, I became uneasy in my spirit. I said, no, this cannot be. I said, Bishop, continue. <laughs> we are not going there. That is the, that's not the place. That's not the place. So he came here. What you see here, do you know there were walls here? Partition. This place you're seeing here, walls everywhere here. There was nothing. And I said, no. We talked to the owners there. Say, this is the place. There was a fellowship. God led us here. They knocked down walls here. Boom, 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 boom. Put it down. Put it down. 
beautify it the way you see it. You see, people can go to Angenua and their carpets, their lights, and they are dancing for the devil. They are screaming. Jesus deserves better than that. Praise the Lord. Somebody asked me, Pastor, why are you spending a lot of money? I say, man, if you're going to do something for God, give him the best. Give him the best. Whether it is temporary or permanent, give him the best. And here we are. Being led by the Holy Spirit. They showed us so many places. Some people they took with Bishop. We went to someone. Is it somewhere? How? Somewhere? Where? I say, this place is good. See? This is the interest. say, this is big. This is good. He's not saying it. Some of you have gone against. What the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. Because my career was too strong. You have done that economics. You know it all. The figures are right up there. You punch in the calculators. Boom. But the Holy Spirit calculator said no. And then you have those friends of yours. Who don't understand the Holy Spirit. Guy we are going to hit it. Then you go in there. And you hit a hard rock. And you come crying. Yeah pastor pray for me. The auntie in the village is bewitching me. <laughs> Say the auntie is innocent. Praise the Lord. Following the voice of the Holy Spirit is your greatest insurance for a life that is free from toil. And please, do not relegate your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Don't give it to a pastor. Don't give it the place of the Holy Spirit. Don't surrender it to a pastor, to a prophet, to any man of God. May God never be a third party in that relationship you have. Don't I'll be so jealous that God, that fellowship with the whole, you and him alone. Am I communicating to somebody here? Before you go to consult the prophet, let the Holy Spirit tell you to go to the prophet. Let the Holy Spirit be until you go to the pastor. Don't just work at money. Because this is why people are manipulated and all that. Because we have refused to do what? To follow the wisdom of God who is on the inside of us. In the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, uh, the prudent see trouble from where? From afar. And what do they do? They hide themselves. But fools, what's the opposite of a fool? Wise. Five, five foolish, five wise. But what do fools do? They keep on moving and they are what? They are punished. Ask your neighbor, why are you being punished? Could it be that you did not listen to the Holy Spirit? Because the Bible says in Corinthians that, you know, God takes the foolish things of this world. Sometimes the things the Holy Spirit will tell you to do, they look so foolish. The Bible calls the cross the foolishness of God. You hear me? The cross is called what? The foolishness of God. But it became the greatest wisdom that has ever been on this earth here. He said the world in its wisdom could not even understand 
the devil couldn't get it. What he thought was the defeat of God <laughs> became the greatest victory. I beg you, please, train yourself now to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Am I making sense to anybody here? Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter number 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. You want to sit down? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can sit with your microphone. Thank you, the Holy Spirit. Look at Proverbs chapter number 3 from verse number 13 to 20. Proverbs chapter number 3. Please, I beg you, take to heart what you are reading. Let's read together. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. The man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. And her gain than fine gold. You're just reading it, but I don't think you believe this scripture. You say, Pastor, uh, uh, just give me some gold first. Try me with gold and silver. But Solomon, who is the richest man who ever walked the face of the earth, before Jesus is the one who wrote this thing. Are you hearing me? Who is Solomon? The wealth that Solomon had in his days, there is no country that has it today. One country can't hide. You have to combine nations. Maybe you bring China and the US together and Europe to get the kind of wealth that Solomon operated in. One man. But he tells you it was the result of what? Wisdom. I was telling people here on Friday, we have been praying wrong prayers. Lord, give me gold. No, we don't need to pray. Let's cry, God, give us wisdom. Because if a man can have wisdom, gold and silver will locate you. The absence of gold and silver is an indication that we are operating with what? Mere human wisdom to a certain degree. The church will shine the church will become the city on the hill when we get to our real helper and allow him to do what he needs to do in our lives. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Tell me, say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Am I making sense somebody here? Do you believe that scripture there? That wisdom is better than gold and silver? <laughs> it is a hard sell here. The heart failure. But until that scripture becomes truth in your spirit, we are, we are alive. Now, one of the prayer requests you are going to pray, say, Lord, let this scripture be real to me. Because right now it is in the brain. I don't believe it. Let's continue reading. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things you desire. Tell me what you are desiring. What is it that you're desiring? Whatever it is, it cannot be compared to wisdom. So wisdom should be your number one desire. I say wisdom should be your number one desire. Because anything else you're longing for, it is inferior to what? To wisdom. The wisdom I'm talking about is not the one you know here. I'll show you. Let's continue reading. What does it say? Length of days. Is a right hand, and in her left, the riches and honor. Do you want to be rich? 
Do you want to live in honor? Do you want long life? What do you need? Wisdom. The things we are crying for, who provides it? Wisdom. And the wisdom we are talking about is a personality. <laughs> it's not a concept, not an idea. It's not a thought. This is a she. She calls herself a she. So she's a person. That means she talks. She advises. She can hold conversation with you. Am I making sense to you? Next verse. Her ways are what? Ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are what? Her peace. That means when wisdom begins to direct your life, this is what will happen to you. Pleasantness and peace becomes your lifestyle. It has nothing to do with 20 million on the bank account. Wisdom. And wisdom is with you. Oh, Lord, help these people believe what I'm telling them. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Am I communicating to you? Wisdom. Next, what does he say? She's a what? She's a tree of life. The tree of life. She is a tree of life. Bishop, when you were dating your wife, what is the craziest thing you did when you were pursuing her? The craziest thing you ever did. You remember slowly, I'll give it to you. I think Mr. Mr. Stephen, I think, knows what he did. When you were pursuing your sweetheart, what is the craziest thing you ever did? You are trying to prove a point that you want her with everything on from your toe to the hair on your head. What did you do? One thing you remember? Recall. Bishop, you remember? <laughs> Praise the Lord. One time I went to visit my wife. She was in Africa Hall. Hey, Jesus Christ. It was at night. Went to visit her in Africa Hall. <laughs> you know, when you're there, you forget about time. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Hey, I don't know what thing comes over us and we, are, we get blinded and veiled. So by the time I came back to my senses, are you hearing me? They were there with it was around 2 a.m. I had to do it with, with a lot of explanation to the Ascaris. Are you hearing me? So, now getting from there to home, I used to stay Kumbugo. You know Kumbugo? On Robagaro, that's where I used to stay. Now getting from there, I walked from campus. Are you hearing me? Tembea na Yesu. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Until I reached the taxi park. Now, that taxi was a wonder. First of all, when I was coming down from the Cooper, is that Cooper building something there? When you're going down there, I was mugged. Guys, got the, the try you go through. Hmm? They marked me, they removed my shoe, they even removed my specs. Are you hearing me? I say, this is what I'm going to do with my specs. They took money, the little money I saved to get a taxi from a taxi to Rubaga. Now I said, can I walk from here until Rubaga? So I went and I begged the taxi contact. I said, you see what they have just done to me. I'm barefooted. Are you hearing me? I had very nice boots, they removed it. That shoe pains me after now. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so 
So he allowed me. But here's the fun. When we entered that, they packed us like sardines. I'm telling you the truth. The funny thing is that when the time came for me to come, the door refused to open. <laughs> the door refused. So I had to go out through the window. That is, that's why I remember that day. You should know the things I went through to come to you. I'm telling the truth. Praise the Lord. But it meant nothing. Because of something on the inside. When wisdom, when you start pursuing wisdom like that, she will reveal herself to you. But what we approach, our approach is very casual. So what we call wisdom is not really wisdom. We are operating at the lowest level at which God wants me and you to. She's a what? It's a tree of life. What does tree of life do? In the garden, Adam and Eve were prevented from eating from the tree. They are revealing to you that wisdom is the tree of life. So Adam and Eve never operated in the wisdom. That they want, God wanted them. They never ate of that tree. Now me and you, we are being invited. That means we should function at a higher dimension than who? Than Adam and Eve. If we are partakers of what? The tree of life. Who is wisdom? Am I making sense to you? But you must go after her. You must go after her. Like you are going after your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Bishop and Steve have refused to declare their thing. But I am telling the truth. I pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit will put something in you. The two hours you spend in the presence of God, don't ask for sugar and shoes. Go after the tree of life. Go after the tree of life. Say, wisdom, I want to know you. I want to know you. She will impart unto you things gold and silver cannot give you. That's when you become the most valuable employee of your company. When you want to resign, they will not say, please, we can't do without you. How much do you want? He said, I need a house in Kololo and a G-Wagon. Are you here? He said, we shall do it for you. And all my children. What I'm trying to say, when, that's why the Daniels and the Joseph way could dictate. Because kings couldn't do without them. And they were functioning by what? By the wisdom of God. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Read the next verse. What does it say? Let's read. The Lord, by wisdom, found it. Even the Lord needed wisdom to be able to find out. If God founded the earth by wisdom, what project, that business, whatever you're doing, what are you using? It's just copy and paste. See? Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. You know, there is natural wisdom which God has given us, put in us by instinct. There are certain things. I'm amazed when you see, uh, I mean, the lions and uh, what, these cats. There's a lion, there's a what? Leopard, there's a what? Cheetah and all those animals. Do you know what they go for when they are going for their prey? They go for the what? For the neck. They suffocate their prey. I say, how, how do they know that? That is instinct. Are you getting the point? 
God put it. So there's, there's certain dimension of the wisdom God has put in us humans. It's just natural. But what God is calling for, this one is not natural. This one, you go for it. It's not in you. You have to cry for it. Tell me, who, who taught you how to suckle your mom's breast? Is there a school where they teach babies how to suckle? No, no, no. So you do, no, no, no. no. There's no school. God put it in them. So there's certain wisdom God put in us. You don't really go to school about it. Now, the ones you get from school, they're either experimental, that's now knowledge, experiment, those are facts, you know. But the wisdom that will place you and me and the church above is what we call revelational knowledge. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. We have to go for it. We have to demand, you have to spend nights awake crying to God. And when wisdom, you know, she's so stubborn. And when she sees that you really love her and you want her, then she reveals herself. But she hides herself. She doesn't expose herself. Because she knows her value. That when she meets you, your life will never be the same. That woman called wisdom, when she meets you, I'm telling you the truth, your days among the common people is over. It takes you to the top. In every area of your life, you'll take it to the top. Because that is his mission. Give me, he says, chapter 8, verse number 1. That is his mission in our lives. What does he say? Let's read it. Who is like a wise man? Who knows the interpretation of a thing? My emphasis is the next sentence. What does he say? A man's wisdom makes his face to shine. The sternness of his face is changed. That's what wisdom will do for you. It will change your countenance. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Am I hoping somebody in this house? Yet? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, how I pray you guys would. You know? That's why I love this song. We've been singing. The Bible says, they that walk with the wise. They that walk with the wise shall be wise. But the companions of fools shall be destroyed. Enoch walked with God. He was not. Noah walked with God. There is no way you can walk with God and you remain a dummy. Impossible. Because they that walk with the wise shall do what? Shall be wise. You do you inside your heart? Do you desire her? How much do you want her? How much do you want her? Hey, say Holy Spirit. Who changed the life of Adam? Tell me who changed the life of Adam? It was Eve. When a woman walks into your life, you can never remain the same. Tell your neighbor that. When a woman walks into your life, you can never remain the same. Tell them that when a woman walks into your life, you can never remain the same. When wisdom comes into your life, she's called a 
the tree of life. She is the tree of life. People will begin to wonder at your level of operation. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So a friend of mine is not here this morning. I wanted him to tell you something. It's called Bernard. I wish you could feel what I feel. That deep desire. You see, Felix saw Paul and told Paul, your knowledge is driving you crazy. <laughs> then Paul began to reason with him with the scriptures. He said, Paul, your knowledge is no, no, it's not crazy. He could not stand what was flowing out of Paul. We thank God for the opportunities life has given each one of us. We learn through experience. We learn through culture, tradition. We learn through schools. All those are things. But let me tell you. Experience is not the best teacher. Tell your neighbor. They used to tell us that experience is not. It's not. Who is the best teacher? The Holy Spirit. That's the wisdom God has given us. To be winners in life. Learn to take us. You know, stop a bit. And recognize the Holy Spirit. Thank you. The way you're going to attract his ministry. Hmm? No, you're distracting me with that stuff there down there. Hallelujah. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Hallelujah. Amen. That's my weakness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a favorite scripture. Many of us like what? But I want to show you something in that scripture. Give me Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. Trust in the Lord. With what? All of your heart. Do not lean on what? The next verse is the key. What does it say? Do what? The word acknowledge. I did not do English. What does the word acknowledge mean? To acknowledge, what does it mean? Those who spoke English. What does it mean to acknowledge? You can Google. Praise the Lord, I give you permission. Okay, I've known Dr. Miriam here for quite some time. Let me disturb her. I know her. From the days when she was a little girl. But I mean, I mean, later, I mean, I think in our universities, those days. For me to acknowledge her, I begin to recognize all the accolades she has acquired over the years. She's a professor in medicine. What a professor in what? Medicine. Professor. Real professor. Not this one which they confer. Just like that. Praise the Lord. She sits on different boards. She's a lecturer. And many other things. So when I'm introducing, I say, give me. So when you begin to introduce her, I read out all those things. There. That's what we call acknowledgement. He said, acknowledge him in all your ways. 
that means you begin to rehearse who God is to you. <laughs> eh? That's why I love the Nigerians. They bring what terms. You don't it's the lion of a lion, the king. They, there are some things, lion is the fire, the spirit of spirit, the fire. That's what, they have a way of acknowledging God. How many of you do that? When you begin to acknowledge him, you attract him. He will release what is in him. That's when he begins to direct one. Yeah. Am I making sense to you? He say, in all your ways, make a stop and begin to acknowledge him. That's why your knowledge of scripture is very important. When Moses was before the Red Sea, he was stranded. You know what Moses was? The man who had just delivered how many people? Close to three million people out of bondage. He was stranded before the Red Sea. He called on God. And God said, there is a way here. Open up the Red Sea. The man opened the Red Sea. People walked through it. Because wisdom sees what no one sees. I believe it was the archers. They would have said, how many boats can we hire? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Including, I'm part of the archers. You are not alone. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's what they taught you in school. That's what we learn. That to float, to, to, to cross rivers or lakes, or you must be on a what? On a ship, on a boat. So now you use that knowledge. But the wisdom of God says that. Say, no, 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 no. You're going to lift your hand and the sea will pass. That's how you win with God's wisdom. But the tendency to turn to what we have learned over the years is where our problem is. Because the first thing that comes to your mind, how much does it cost? Without even inquiring God, must I use a boat or not? Am I making sense to you? That's why I say, wisdom will not reveal herself to you until you show that you really need her. You can never be stranded. If you are learned to employ the wisdom in your life. One time, the Bible says, they came to Jesus and said, give us some money. You have to pay taxes. You remember that? And at that time, there was nothing in the what? In the treasury. Humanly speaking, you would beg a call and say, hey, bro, how are you? Hey, buddy, you know, we remember we're in Buddha together. Yeah. Can you just lend me some three million I need to pay? I'll pay you later. That's human. But the Lord told Peter, go to the sea. Jesus would have asked any of his friends, this guy here, what is his name? Who said, I'm going to pay everybody four times. Zacchaeus would have said, Zacchaeus, please, can I have some money to pay? He would have called Zacchaeus. Jesus had lots of, the women that were following Jesus were very wealthy women. They're the ones who supported the ministry of Jesus. Read Luke chapter 8. Jesus' ministry was supported by women. Wealthy women. Jesus was showing us how to live as a believer. That a time comes. And if you don't train yourself to, to live this life, you will find yourself living like a mere man. So he said, Peter, go to the what? To the sea. Or to the lake, wherever. Go and pull out the first one. The first word. Fish, you get. You will find what? Money. Take that money. 
and go and pay our stuff. That is living by whose wisdom? The wisdom of God. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Your family, your business, your career. He longs to make your face shine. He wants you to be the star where you are. Our problem is our love for Him is it's not strong enough so we don't pursue Him as we ought to. Hence, our lives can be explained in an ordinary way. God forbid, something must change. Tell yourself something must change. Go after Him. Go after him. Give me Mark chapter number 6. From verses 1 to 2. He went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. Saying, let's read. What did they say? Where did this man get these things? What wisdom is this? Which is given to me. Somebody say given. Say given. If it was given to him, it can be given to you. They're talking about Jesus. They said it was given to Jesus. That means Jesus went after it until he was given. He wasn't born with it. He had to go after this thing until he got it. Because the life of Jesus on the earth, he, he, he lived the life to show us how we human who are born again should be living. So Jesus spent night. What was he going after? Wisdom. Let's read that phrase again. What does it say? Where did this man get these things? Where did this man get these things? things. What wisdom is this? That means these things he has is a result of the wisdom that God has given him. That means wisdom will bring you what? <laughs> things. What wisdom is this? With such mighty works are performed. Number two, that means wisdom can, when you flow in this womb, your performance cannot be ordinary. Mighty. Whatever you do is mighty. Oh, church, let's cry to the Lord. Am I making sense to anybody in this house? The pastor needs wisdom. The doctor needs wisdom. The businessman needs wisdom. Everybody needs wisdom. This is one of the anointing of the last age of the church. The anointing of wisdom. It's what will make the church stand out. The church. And the church is not a building. Say never, the church is you. That you are, why? Because they had had Pharisees preach before, but they were not producing this kind of results. They had people teach, but when Jesus began to teach, the results were different. And they attributed the things and the mighty works to what? To wisdom. To wisdom. They say, what wisdom? They just say, oh, what? They say, what wisdom is this? Oh, say, Holy Spirit, please help me. 
Am I making sense to you? What are you going to do with this someone this morning? Put you again in the book. Or you're going to spend one hour, two hours in the night and say, Lord, wisdom. I need the wisdom of the divine. Because when you parade with the wisdom divine, your results are what? Are divine. You can't explain it. You can't explain it. What wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? Let's read this scripture. I conclude with that. Genesis chapter 41. Hope so. Give me Genesis 41 verse 37. From verse 37. Right. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Next. And Pharaoh said to his servant, Let's read together. Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. They are talking about who? Joseph. Continue. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Let's read together. And in as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. 40. You shall be over my... See where wisdom is taking him right now? <laughs> what else? Of my people shall be ruled according to your word. I expect many believers to become CEOs. <laughs> you will be. You won't do interview. What we call them. They will look for you. Sought after. Sought after. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Next verse. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land. What put him on top? Wisdom. Wisdom came from who? There is no one. He said, We see, see, the Spirit of God is where? In you. So now there is the wisdom that Joseph and the discernment, the intelligence operating, was a result of what? Joseph learned to engage the Holy Spirit. Even told Pharaoh, let us save how many? 5% of everything right now. Was it 5%? Eh? 20% or 5%? Well, a fifth. 20%? A fifth? 20% less of the produce. Did he go to London School of Economics? Where did that come from? That is a download from the throne of heaven into your heart. Operating by the wisdom of God. And the whole world went to buy from where? From Egypt. Because of the wisdom of one man. You can save a whole village by God's wisdom. You were sitting there. You were sitting there. Just yielding to the wisdom of the Spirit. It's on the inside of you. Say, neighbor, you're not a fool. You are just stubborn. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. My daddy, my daddy. 
the approach with which we should go before the Lord. <laughs> you see, whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child, every time you come before him, that is the posture we should have like a child. Then there will be a download from heaven. You walk out of I long, it has been my cry for years, and I'm still praying, to see the top businessmen in this country, in this city, tongue-speaking, God-fearing believers. CEOs, different fields, believers. It shall come to pass in the last days. That the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be what? On top of all the mountains. It's not a mountain. You are the mountain. You're supposed to be on top everywhere. In that company, you're supposed to be where? On top. You're not going to rise by sheer hard work only. You're going to rise by the wisdom of the divine. This is what is going to separate the body of Christ. Let me tell you, they will follow you to your church. And they say, give your life to Jesus. Because it starts with Jesus. Let me tell you, most of them have had the gospel. But they're looking down on us. But the story is going to change. I say the story is going to change. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Joseph took over Egypt. Joseph took over Egypt. By just one revelation. One, not two, just one. And the king said, you are here. The whole land is before you. The whole land is before you. Church, when we say not by might, not by power. Let's mean that. We have quoted this scripture until it's irrelevant. It doesn't even make sense. We just say to feel spiritual. But if you really, really mean not by might, not by power, you spend hours on your face. Say, Lord, I need your help. Let me tell you. We have different levels of IQ. It's true. I depend. In fact, let's finish reading that verse. Chapter 6 of Mark. Let's look at verse number 3. I want to show you something. Let's look at verse number 3. Let's read together. Is this not the covenant? The son of Mary. The brother of Je- Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Are not his sisters here with us? You know, Jesus never went to their traditional school. But what was coming, they got offended and said, Oh, this guy here, come on. We know you. We know where you were born. You are a chair maker. How come? 
that's how the beauty of wisdom is. Because what comes out of you doesn't look like you. Doesn't look like what you have on paper. And they were disturbed. May God raise men and women. In this house, I pray the Holy Spirit to distinguish you with his wisdom. But remember, you must go after it. The Bible tells us, Jesus, who? Jesus, the Son of God, before he chose. He had so many disciples. He needed 12 apostles. What did he do? He said, that night, he prayed the whole night. Just to make sure he got it right. The whole Jesus, the Son of God, to choose 12 men he would leave after three years of training. He spent the whole night. Father, show me. Father, reveal it to me. Who should be mine? Who? And when he came down, the Bible says he called to himself. Those ones say, you, you, you. That's how you should live your life. Not everyone should crowd you. Let wisdom dictate the kind of people who should be around your life. That's how we win. Not that you segregate, but let me tell you, destiny has arranged particular people to be around your life. Not everybody should be. You say, Lord, show me destiny friends. Show me destiny friends. People you have ordained to be part of my life. Not every, you know, Tom Dicker was. And Harry should be your friend. Because your friend have a lot to do with you and where you're going. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Say Holy Spirit. If I ever needed you, this is, I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. Dr. Tendo, please come here. I've seen her. Praise Jesus. Dr. Tendo, come here. I've seen Dr. Tendo. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want Dr. Tendo to give you a testimony. I think she's the first black surgeon to work among what? Give us your testimony. I'll give, give you a Dr. Tendo. Let her give you a testimony. I know I hijacked you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just a simple one. Give us a little bit of your testimony, then we pray. Praise the Lord. I'm so humbled to be here this morning. Um, Pastor, just to build my testimony a bit. I just want to, to testify of where God has brought me from. Maybe this will add, someone will identify with a testimony. Um, I was born in a family of nine and uh, raised up by my mother when my parents separated when I was five years. And growing up, we had challenges. And my mom was a bookshop attendant at Chambogo. For those of you who know ITEC and UPK, those years before it became Chambogo University, we were in the estates. So um, our family had challenges because financially, my mom wasn't able to raise us but friends supported us and Compassion International took me up for my education from P4 and I remember Jack Masiko was our country director then so they took me up because my school fees would be paid the next term 
I mean, we had challenges financially, and because of that, um, uh, two of my brothers died to HIV. We used to walk from Chambogo to Mulago via Antinda, you know, to take care of them, and I would escort them. But they died in my presence, and that inspired me to to pursue medicine, like so that I can be able to, you know, take care of the sick. Because that was the first time I saw people dying. I am saying this to, to encourage someone that, you know, God knows you. God knows your story. And despite all that, I, I had a dream of becoming a medical doctor, but um, I didn't perform well at A-level. So my dad told me to repeat arts. I mean, I was doing sciences from PCBM, so I started doing HEGD. And I was doing well, by the way, but my heart wasn't there. So a family friend came and told me, why don't you do nursing so that you'll be associating with doctors and, you know, you never know that would be a stepping stone. And that spoke to my spirit, spoke to my heart. I pursued med nursing. I did nursing at Mango School of Nursing and Midwifery, and I, I, I excelled. I remember even Bishop Luke Orombe gave me a best award in my nursing career. So, um, but we were brought up in a family. My mom was born again. She's a Muzukufu, and we are also born again. We would raise up every day to pray, and it really pushed up um, our follow-up, um, our faith in God. So having been a nurse, I worked in Mengo with the current medical director, Dr. Rose. Very closely, we would pray every day before we saw our patients. We would pray for our patients, pray after for their healing, and she really liked working with me. But it didn't stop me from pursuing my, my dream. So when I was at Mengo, there was IHK by then coming up. It was, I think, the only international hospital in Kampala. It started at... Um, Old Kampala. So I was like, eh, I need to work in IHK so that I get those international standards. But then I would drop my applications with, to the reception. Somehow they would not call me. So one day I walked to the HR. She was called Hannah. And I told her, HR of IHK, I told her, my name is Tender, I want to work with IHK. She was like, you've got drop your application at reception. I said, I've been doing that. But you're not calling me. So I've come to attach my face. That's how bold I was. <laughs> and so, long story short, two weeks down the road they call me that I have a job. And I wasn't ready. I was like, okay, I need to resign officially from Mango. But, yeah, long story short, I resigned and then got a job in IHK. I got a mentor. I told them about my dream of becoming a doctor. By then, as a nurse, I thought I would do clinical medicine, what? But then there was mature age entry, if you've heard about it. Yeah, so I did mature age entry. I failed the first time. Ah, I thought things were not for me. But then, my mentor encouraged me, like, you see the bulbs you see here? Um, the person who made this light, I think, failed over 100 times. And you failed once, and you want to give up? No. So nursing those days would be like nurses are for cleaning sheets, rolling bodies. I told myself I'm not that. I told myself I know what I can do because I, 
I believed in me. I believed I can do more than just nursing. So I challenged myself. I went for medicine. And every time I go for something, God gives me a vision. Because when I did my mature entry the second time, I was an eight out of a hundred, out of 300. But then because I had applied for Macquarie for government, they wanted the first three and I was the eighth. So by then, KIU was coming up. And everyone was like, KIU, can anything good come out of KIU? So I asked God, what should I do? And God gave me a vision of Jesus being born in a manger. Now, a manger is a place, we expected maybe Jesus to be born in an international hospital those days, you know, a rosy place. But he was born in a manger, a manger that has animals, shit and all, but he was like savior of the world. And I saw KIU as my manger, like bathing the king in me, the queen in me. So long story short, here yeah, I became a doctor and I worked as an MO in Mengo. But as an MO, I doubled as a head of clinicians in Mengo as a medical officer. That's a big post. And I sang. So it's when I was in Mengo that I joined Miracle Center and uh, I met Pastor Ben. I remember those days we used to have overnights. I used to fear Pastor Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, I respect him so much. And we would, we would enter those cabandoles and go for, you know, seek the Lord. My faith was really stirred up the time I joined Miracle Center because I would move from church to church with a hunger. I mean, I went to Jesus Alive Ministries, Upper Room Ministries. You know, mention the churches, but my heart wasn't settled until I joined Miracle Center. And through the prayers and the encouragement um, to pursue God and know more about the Holy Spirit and have faith, it really put me to where I am. It tied up my faith. Even now, I'm not settled where I am. I believe God has more for me. So I, after finishing my, um, you know, I have plans like I work for this year and I move on. So as a medical officer, I challenged my, myself to do surgery. I worked for two years. I went back for surgery. But it's during my surgery career that I also had challenges. I mean, I got an accident in my second year and it kind of pulled me back. I went through a lot of depression and I was like, God, why me? Why am I going through this? Um, because of the accident, I was supposed to take some medication to prevent epilepsy and seizures. But then I said, I'm a child of God. I don't need to take these medicines. I'm healed. So I got a trigger at one point in life that pushed me back to ICU. So I was like, I've been to ICU, I think, three times. Yeah, three times in ICU. And for those of you who work in hospitals, you know the situation in ICU. So the last time I got a relapse, I was admitted to Nakasero ICU for one month. And I was bedridden. Um, they would just leave me from bed to the bathroom. So I got tired. I started writing letters to God. And I told God, why am I going through this? And God spoke to me, why not you? I mean, sometimes you go through certain things and you ask yourself, Why? But God wants to use that for our testimony. Amen. Amen. So, um, I went into depression. I remember the late Alice Bakunda came and spoke to me. And 
was like, I'm a doctor, I don't need counseling, but woe unto you doctors. <laughs> You're also human beings. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I went through counseling and um, it, it really encouraged me. I started writing letters to the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Because I had time, I would write, but my hands were shaky. So I would say, good morning, Holy Spirit, good evening, Holy Spirit, today I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling fake, if you're in my shoes, what would you do, I'm tired, what, those things, I would write my heart to God. So, um, yeah, after one month I was discharged in a wheelchair, but God delivered me from that. And because of that delay, my research kind of, you know, for those of you who have done masters, the issues with research. So my research was kind of... Uh, held back. I felt so bad. I felt like the whole world was coming down on me. First of all, I'm delayed by my time in finishing then the research. I remember coming to during that moment when my research was delayed, I started coming here for, for lunch hours. Um, and it's, it was one year of you know being there. I had to edit my research and all. So I started coming and seeking God more. I remember one day I came and I told Pastor Ben, I just came and I cried. I didn't even pray. Because at lunch hour I just came and cried. And Pastor Ben told me, what's happening? I told him, I feel like I'm pregnant. I was like, I'm already a surgeon, but this carriage search is really holding me back. You understand? So he said, as usual, he said it is well, believe God. He didn't speak so many words. <laughs> I felt like, yeah. I expected him to like Shanda pray. He didn't. I walked away. And during that time, it was so challenging because I didn't have a job. Um, I thank God for my husband. Please come here. Come, come here. here. Come here. Come here. Come here. My husband has really stood with From me. From today forward, we shall invite <laughs> wives with their husband, husband, and their wives when they testify. <laughs> Yeah, this is my husband, Dennis. Okay, so please say hello. Hello. <laughs> please to speak. I don't like to speak. So <laughs> I'll just... <laughs> yeah, so he would support me and give me Chimeza, you know, eh? Mm. That money for Chimeza. <laughs> <laughs> so I started picking, I think some of this he didn't know what I was doing, but... I would pick that money, dress smartly like I'm going to work, but I was going for prayers. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, seek the Lord in all circumstances. So I started seeking, even deeper, going for prayers. And there are times I would walk back from here to Mulago. It's not a, it's not a long distance, by the way, if you're doing mm. exercises. It's, some good exercises. It is good. Yeah. So, um, but during that moment when my research was held up, um, it was given to another set of supervisors to mark it, and they passed the research actually because it was a prospective study, some new study. You know, those prospective studies sometimes get challenges, but they love the work. And when I went to the dean to pick my testimonial, they gave me all the marks, including research. I was like, wow, wait. This is good. This is good. I said, I won't wake them up. They are the ones who have given this to me. <laughs> so, 
I picked my testimonial and I said, let me look for what? A job as I went to defend, to redefend. And uh, it was last year I had, we had a vision board and I told God this is my year of opportunities, 2022. I even have a book, it's there, Pastor. I put stickers in all, all that I wanted for God to do that year. I put dollars, I put a plane, I put things. And going forward, I applied in Mango, but uh, it got some stalls somewhere. So during my, you know, we, during masters, we train interns, interns and undergraduates. So there was this undergraduate I was training to do hernia surgeries and all. So a friend of his who works in Somalia called him and said, we need a trauma surgeon. Do you know anyone in Uganda? The first person who came to his mind was Dr. Tendo. You know, I I didn't know I was was just, you know, like training someone to become what they want to be. Kumba, I'm sowing a seed in that person. So when when I was, uh, I had even switched off my lines because, you know, I was going through that cafe. So when he got me, he's like, there's this job in Somalia. I asked, "Eh, Somalia? There's war, there's what? He said, there's no time. You apply now, we shall talk later. So when I asked my husband, and I told him the place is like, that place is good, apply. When I applied, they needed the person as soon as yesterday. Praise the Lord. So when I applied, my CV came from nursing to a medical officer and surgery, right? Mm. I do a lot of mentorship. So the lady who received my application, as in she had so many applications, but she picked out mine and said, like, you're the person you're looking out for. <laughs> so I applied, was it on Friday or Saturday? Monday I got the response. They needed to interview me on Thursday online. i never done an online interview before. I prepared, Googled what? Chest the chicken out so that they don't make noise. <laughs> you know? But uh, the interview actually was just an affirmation for my job. I had read about the company. It's a US-based NGO called Bancroft um, in Somalia. So one of the questions I hated being asked was, how much should we pay you? You either underestimate yourself or... Because we don't know what we, our value is. I had asked someone who was working there. So when I told them... I won't mention the amount. But when I told them... When I told the lady, she was like, that money is so little for who you are. We are going to bargain higher. And indeed, she bargained higher. The other part of the testimony is... Um, I'm sorry I'm taking long, but... I didn't have a passport. My passport had expired 2015. And I told God, can you imagine having a passport for 10 years without even like a single stamp going to Nairobi? So I told God, the next time I'm getting a passport, I have to be sure that I'm traveling. So they needed me to travel like immediately, but I didn't have a passport. I told them, give me two weeks. And I had to go through the hassle of getting the passport. My driving license had also expired, <laughs> you know. But going forward, God opened this door for me. I got the passport, everything. Right now, 
My full-time employment is two months on duty, one month on vacation. <laughs> that is full-time. The planes are taken care of. I mean, I take a plane now, it's like a taxi. <laughs> but I'm telling you this so that you know where I, I came from. I mean, I wasn't, you know, being fed with a silver spoon. Oh, I'm a gamba. No, you know, sorry to say that, but I'm a... But, you know, the things that I really looked forward, God brought them into my life. And where I work, I should say, like you said, I'm the first female black surgeon working among Americans and serving the Department of State as our immediate clients. The God has protected us where we are. I mean, there are over 46 nations, and each nation has an ambassador. So we have bomb diverters, and security is really tight where we are. But I bless God that through it all, the seeds that I kept, the seeds that you saw, the Bible says that cast your bread upon the waters, that after many years, you shall find it. Mm. Amen. Amen. And the rest is not for the swift nor the battle for the strong. Because if you look at the job, I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, Lord, who am I? And he says, you are my daughter. You don't know who you are. The time I was going through because of, you know, research being held and all, I told God, I have you in me. The wealth of the unjust is laid down for me. You are the owner. Silver and gold belong to you. And I have you in me. This is not my place. This is not where I belong. And God lifted me up. They used to tell us to open up, you know, dollar accounts and be like, that is for the, for the rich. But my first dollar account, I think, had $10. Because it was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, you go to the bank and they have to look at your face to look at the account and, you know, they make you sign so many times. <laughs> so I... <laughs> I bless God. I really, really bless God because He pulled me out. I should say, Amen. I was on the graduation list this Feb mm. online. <laughs> but God had already pushed me ahead of my time mm. because that was His plan. So, um, Pastor, I'm so humbled. I just want to thank God. And I want to encourage someone out there. You may be going through a pit, but there's a palace waiting for you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so much. Amen. Come on, give them some applause. Your daughter is singing. I'll be singing. Dancing for the rest. Just a minute and two only. My darling. Your daughter. Yes, Lord. Tell him again tonight. Yes, Lord. How 
Just take a minute or two and just talk to the Lord. Just take a minute or two and just talk to the master. Just take a minute or two and just talk to the Lord. Go after wisdom. She will make your face to shine. Go after wisdom. She will distinguish you. Go after wisdom. She will pick you from the lowest and make you to sit with the princes and the kings of this world. That is his desire. Wisdom. Father, your word has come to us. Let this be the day. Let this be the week. Let this be the season. Ah. Tell him, Lord, open my eyes. Tell him, Lord, open my ears. I want to live by the wisdom of the divine. Every area of my life, let it be affected with your voice. That's my desire. That is the desire of my heart. Father, as a ministry, as a church, as individuals, Lord, and those who have joined us online, Father, hear the cry of our hearts, Lord. We refuse to live like mere men. We refuse to function like mere men, Lord. We have you. We have you. We have you. I pray there will be an explosion on the inside of us. An explosion, my Father. Lord, It is your desire. It is your will for us, Lord. You said you are light. You said you are salt. We bring the differences where we are that we go. We bring changes wherever we go. We make men smile. We wipe tears away. We bring joy. We bring help. This is our assignment. Lord, we are not here as people who are part of the problem. We are solutions. We are answers. I pray for my brothers and sisters that Lord, there will be a breakout in their spirit. That the wisdom of God will begin to operate mightily in their lives, my King of glory. This is a cry of our hearts for the glory and the honor of your name. We bless you, Father. We honor you. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Please, I beg you, put to practice what you have heard. It is the one who does, who is blessed. Praise the Lord. In case you're here, you don't have a home church.